Two movies sent our one movie leaves as we watch two duels. One starring Liam Helmsworth and Woody Harrelson. The second one, the first feature film by Steven Spielberg. All on today's There Can Be Only One Podcast. Welcome to the There Can Be Only One podcast where we watch two movies with the same title, determine if either or both of these movies need to have their title changed, and we being the experts in this will give you new titles of this. My name is Robert Rao, and joining me today is... Terminal Mega Prime Davis. This is the first take two I've ever had for this thing because I screwed up who was in the first movie, Come to because the, there's so many Helmsworths out there yeah. that I named Thor first before I named the guy that was in the Hunger Games. Well, I mean, Thor has like, got the higher profile, you think, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they were aiming for. Chris, they got a Liam. That's that. Yeah. that yeah, they got their Plan B in place when they decided to pick these. Uh, that's the same thing. That's the same thing. The parents say. Yeah. That, yeah that, <laughs> did you know that the Thor that's in Thor Ragnarok, the one that's playing Thor, you know, like on the stage with uh, Matt Damon, is another Helmsworth. It's just not as big as the other two. Oh yeah, I read that little trivia bit. That was kind of funny to me. It's the younger brother, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Or older. Who cares? <laughs> At this point, it doesn't matter. They they uh, they they probably share like all their money in a big pile anyway. It doesn't. I don't think it matters where it comes from. You know. It goes to the Hemsworth Ranch. Yes. You know. Right. <laughs> so this this one's been uh, saved on my computer for a little while. Uh, Herman had not seen either one of these. I had seen the Steven Spielberg one. Some time ago, like when uh, the El Rey network first popped up, mm-hmm. if if that's not a network that you have uh, looked at, it's one of those cool things where they they put awesome movies on there, yeah. and then they they rotate about the same twenty movies it's, after a while. It's the branch of Robert Rodriguez, who is a movie lover. He 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 loves right. movies. So if you're into movies, which you probably listen to this podcast, I guess you're into movies. El Rey is a good watch. Sure. Uh, would you say there is a director out there that would make? a great channel for their favorites like somebody you would uh, go and watch uh, almost like a twitch channel where they had uh, either a playlist of their favorite movies or programming that is geared toward their sensibilities Quentin Tarantino he does have his own theater where he does that yeah and I've been trying to get you to watch The Prowler for some time because that's one of the movies that he recommended. But oh, he's like, the whole okay. time he's like, oh, whatever, I'm Herman, I'm awesome. I don't yeah. have to listen to anybody. Well, to Pop collar, putting the headphones in, not listening to yeah, me. You, you know? know, I mean, I do what I got to do, you know. <laughs> it's my prerogative. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's throwing a, a, a Bobby Brown in this? Yes. For, all right, whatever, man. Yeah, you know. But this one uh, has been on hold for a little while, just trying to find the right moment in and I, it basically was Herman. You've got a little extra time because neither, like, both of these don't add up to three hours. Like, mm-hmm. this might be about three hours and twenty minutes. He's like, "All right, that's fine." And I've had this in save, so it's it's high in time that we actually get to watch both of these movies. The first one that we watched was the Liam Helmsworth Woody Harrelson film, and we're going to give you a little taste of it right now. I take it you've heard the name Abraham Brand. They call him the preacher, I believe. He resides in Mount Hermon. Bodies are turning up there in the river. Find out the root of these killings. Time is of the essence. What brings y'all this way? Saw smoke. Thought we'd see some lodges. Rest our horses. You need to see the preacher. 
Yeah, we're back, everybody. Yeah, I'm just nodding my head yes. so Herman can say. You need a cue so yeah, I don't <laughs> walk on them and everything. All right. Uh, this, this film uh, was supposed to be, like, it's one of those movies that uh, was a borderline film for the production company, and they thought, maybe we could release this in theaters. And then when they watched it, they were like, eh, I don't see us making any money up this, yeah, even yeah. with the star talent involved. And there is some decent names in here, not just the two main guys. They had Will, William Sadler in this. They had... Um, uh, I'm guessing the lead lady was in stuff. But she was in um, the movie with Will Smith. God damn it. Yeah. I am legend. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm sure like the other actors were in things. I know the, the son was in Brooklyn. If if you've ever seen Brooklyn, he played the love interest to uh, Seor Seronin at, at, during the film with a completely different accent. And he, he has that kind of look where you're not entirely sure if, if he's like that's what he's supposed to look like. Maybe he's trying to act sort of thing. So uh, you you have uh, the um, this is basically a western version of Gangs of New York. That is the yes. best way to. The, yeah. But but it kind of trails off. It kind of trails off near the end. It's not a uh, it's not as straightforward as you would think it would be. You have uh, you have western people solving western problems in the old west by by solving it the same way Michael Jackson's gangs did and beat it. Where you, tied, where you tied up your hands to each other, and each one had a knife, and you stabbed until yeah. there was no more blood. I started singing that to my head uh, in one of those fight scenes. Right. I was like, beat it, beat it, right. beat it, beat it's, it. It's just a more effective pinata going on uh, with these people, where you're just trying to hit a, a fatal organ, because both sides are going to get got. And the, the person that Woody Harrelson stabs is the father to Liam Helmsworth, and he decides um, he's going to take this experience and become a Texas Ranger. So William Sadler, his boss, who is the... Governor. Guess, he's the Texas. governor. Yeah, right? he's the governor of Texas. He's the boss. That's boss man. That's all yeah. you have to say who it is. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, we're, we've been noticing a lot of extra deaths around this area lately. Uh, we know deaths happen a lot, and we can't really stop this sort of thing. And this... Um, it turns out one of them's the nephew to somebody very famous over in Mexico. So uh, I need for you to go check it out. We think it's this dude who coincidentally is the guy that killed uh, your dad. So he's he's there with a little extra motivation to go after Woody Harrelson. He decides to bring his wife along because that's what you do when you want a marriage to work, right? You, yeah. you, bring, you bring your whole family with you on this wonderful adventure. And they, uh, they have some time spent on them going from point A to point B because they're having to go from Austin to uh, it, uh, Helena, I think yeah, it was Helena. the name. Yeah. But basically a town, they had to go from Austin to a town that's basically three miles from the um, Texas-Mexico border. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they, they travel some distance. Uh, yeah. They are met at the gates by racist people, and they're like, racism, and they're like, no, not racism. And then Woody Harrelson's like, calm down, racist. We're not as racist. Come on in. By the way, can I make you a sheriff? He's like, sure. Like, that pretty much is what happens right at the beginning. And that made me <laughs> think for a second, though, like, how did sheriffs get paid back in those days? Because I was like, where's the money coming from? Like, oh, It's a state know. position. It's the same thing that everybody else gets paid. Yeah, but he just made him sheriff of his town. Like, I don't know. I get, I don't, it just it's an elected funny. position uh, <laughs> in, in the same way every other position like that's an elected position. I just seen a lot of Western movies where a guy just walked into town and it is, here you go. You seem like a good person. Here, take the sheriff well, badge. Well, yeah, they don't spend the time like doing the, the actual stuff. You just... The, the idea behind this, and it's the reason why we actually get this P-51 
piece of paper, like if you work for the state, you're not supposed to show any political wanings in either direction for a lot of things. You can't have any signs put on your in, in the front of your house. You can't have any bumper stickers. You can't talk about anything at Even work. on social media also? Yeah, you can't do any of that stuff, uh, uh, basically, uh, unless somebody calls you out on it. I don't, I don't know if anybody actually does, but I don't. Uh, I, it, it's one of those no-nos because, for the longest time, uh, that's how everybody was elected in the states, is they wanted to make sure everybody in those offices, even though like, the menial stuff that we do was on their side. Like, there's a famous uh, a tale about Huey P. Long where they mentioned he was at a drawbridge with a guy and just chatting him up and found out that that was a position that he could put somebody else in, and he fired him the next day and put somebody that was uh, in favor of, you know, in, in leagues with Huey P. Long mm-hmm. the next day. So <laughs> so that's what why you don't do it is because you don't want to make it look like you're favoring one side or another. You're supposed to have a neutral feeling about all this stuff. And it, it was funny living with other people that were in in uh, in Kahoot, like who were actually electing. Like I was roommates with a guy that was working for Jay Darden, and his way of solving that problem because I told him he couldn't put a sign out in our front yard was to go around the neighborhood and take out signs of the competitors and stuff them in our garage. <laughs> Boy, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, by the end of it, when he moved out, we he never threw them away. It was just filled in that garage. With just every uh, uh, opponent's signs. And his justification of why he did it is because if the sign was past the sidewalk, that's technically not your yard. And you can't have that out there so he can legally take it. I'm not saying that's true or not. That's what he told me. <laughs> yeah, okay. We ain't going to argue that. No, I'm not arguing anything yeah, at this point. Yeah, but it was yeah. funny. That's how he was working around it. It was uh, it, That was his way of, of, uh, of, of working with his his boss, so to speak, and, not, and Jay Jordan uh, fired him after the election. Yep, he sure did. Good story. <laughs> and he is, <laughs> and he is now on a vengeance. He's going to become sheriff of this town, and he's going to blow them all away. Yes. Um, this one is going to have more plot than the second film, so I guess we can talk a bit more about. Oh, what we happens. can talk about this. Uh, Woody, I mean, go ahead, finish your own summary of it. I don't well, even it's. You. It, it's not really a western, and it's not really a revenge film. It's one of those things that's kind of in between. Like you, you find out uh, how all these people, like why they're dying, uh, and and what's the cause. If it turns out Woody Harrelson is is treating this in a uh, what was the Ice T film, or better yet, the Jean Claude Van Damme film Hard Target, where uh, they people would pay him to let these uh, Mexicans loose, and then they would hunt them for sport. What was the name of the Surviving the Game? Surviving the Game, uh, yeah. So, uh, very similar in that uh, vein. Uh, you have uh, Liam uh, fighting uh, Woody Harrelson during this time. His wife gets sick at some point and then uh, turns sides for whatever reason. It's not really explained. Yeah, that's the wackest part of the movie, if I have to say. I mean, I, I was like, I wish they would have like a span on why she no they don't need to <laughs> but I guess I guess you're right about that when I'm thinking back by I think they gave us enough a hint on why she uh, she turned tail because she basically did not choose Liam as a husband yeah she basically was um, bargaining for because Liam looked after her father and he gave her away as a gift Liam looked an awful yeah. lot like John Krasinski in this film that was the person that I kept the dude from the office Okay, okay. Uh, he is now going to be Jack Ryan, if you haven't seen the ads for the uh, Seriously, that dude's going to be Jack Ryan? Yeah, that guy's going to be Jack Ryan. Okay. They're, everybody gets to be Jack Ryan. 
That's how it works, man. It's like uh, Colonel Sanders. Uh, he's the Colonel Sanders of movies. You didn't know that? You just replace him with whoever. I can't believe they kept doing that because they felt bad about making Daryl Hammond uh, Colonel Sanders and then telling him he couldn't be Colonel Sanders anymore because no one liked the ad. So they took out Norm McDonald? No, excuse me. No, they just started replacing him with anybody they felt like uh, mm-hmm. because they were. that's like, oh, that was our plan all along. And he went through the trouble of finding out exactly how Colonel Sanders talked. Like he went to his relatives and find it, found out like the cadence that he used. Mm-hmm. Like he he actually did some serious method acting, and then all you see now is like a Reba McIntyre just going up and saying, "Hey, buy some chicken," sort of thing. That and he he's probably just like at home, like, "God damn it, I did it again." What what's wrong with me? I I should be on. Why 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 don't they love me? That's basically what he's saying right now. You got now. a weird name. That's all. Daryl Hammond? Yeah. That's weird? Yeah, it's weird to me. It's just weird. I, I can't exp- Don't ask me to explain that. It's just weird to me. When I, heard, when I first heard Daryl Hammond, I was like, is that a man or a woman? I, I don't know. Uh, right. It's weird. Uh, the rest of the movie involves some uh, like uh, shots of like uh, small violence and then not violence sort of thing. They have scalping going on if you're not into that sort of thing. Uh, they uh, There's plenty of uh, close-up shots. But it's not really shot stylish in the way that most westerns are. There, there. Maybe it's something that's lost now on current westerns because I felt like I felt this the this the same way like watching Bone Tomahawk, even though that one was a lot grosser, and when <laughs> watching that as opposed to this one, but it still didn't feel like inspired shooting. Whenever it was just like outside, it was just normal. Like you were outside. In the West, that's all it is. It, it could have easily been shot for like a Hallmark Channel or whatever, whatever floats your boat, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing that I, I can gain from this movie, more so than anything else, is that Woody Harrelson gives one hundred percent, no matter what film he is in. If you want to see a film yeah. with Woody Harrelson being a dick, then go for it. This is it. He dresses like a James Bond henchman going after him. He wore white with a white suit and a top hat. <laughs> yeah. Like for no real reason for the top hat, and it was it, it was uh, it was nice. Like he probably picked out his own wardrobe, sort of thing. Like yeah. the, go yeah. ahead. Not, not taking nothing away from Liam' performance, which was solid, yeah, but whatever. Woody really carried this film. I mean, he was once he hit the stage because you know the first twenty thirty minutes of the film we don't see him, but once he come on on the screen. He's basically is uh, mesmerizing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, he's just what you want for one of these type of movies. Not mm-hmm. way over the top, just over the top enough. Like the sun over the top too much. It, it, it reminded me of like watching Ben Foster when he can't act. Like uh, Ben Foster can be really good, but at times he overacts. Like when we watched the program, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. he was uh, when he was Lance Armstrong and he was mustache twirling way too much. That was overacting. That it felt the same way about the sun. I just sun. watched another film with Ben Foster, and I, and I was like saying, "Hostiles." I, did you go see that recently? No, not that one. Are um, you talking about Hell or High Water? Yes, that the one? yes. I yes. actually enjoyed him in Hell yeah, or High yeah, Water. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he he played the character from the program in Hell or High Water, which would fit better with Hell or High Water to me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But go ahead. Yeah, anyway, uh, the, the movie itself, I think. It depends on what direction they want to go because I actually have three ranges of titles to go with these things. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the duel does not fit at all. No, because it. I mean, we, I mean, you thought that it was going to wind up being Liam Hensworth versus Woody. If you but listen it to the trailer, and, that. and it depends if I decide to play the trailer out to uh, its end. 
the trailer makes you think that's what it's building to. Like, that's the crescendo of this thing, mm-hmm. is we get to see their big duel. And they do sort of fight at the end. I'm not saying, but it's almost like reluctantly. It's not like that they've been building up this anger this whole time. It's just something else that happens in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that's more important in this is determining what is the pro- how why why this problem is occurring and if there's any parallels to what's going on at, like once he gets caught and I, if they're going to go with a dull title which is like the what the duel is for something like this this should have been the hunt this is what this film is it's the hunt either he's hunting Woody Harrelson Woody Harrelson's hunting those people mm-hmm. or or eventually everybody's hunting <laughs> Liam Helmsworth at that point <laughs> whenever he gets caught it, it, that that encapsulates everything that's going on I'm sure there's a million films called the hunt I didn't bother to look I don't care you don't care you just don't go ahead and name it no well, I'm just saying if we if we're going yeah. with a boring title that's the boring title okay mm-hmm. uh, if we go with uh, it actually had an original title it was uh just past Helena, I think, is what the uh, original title was for this. Yeah. Which is fine. I think that works well with this, too. But I think if we're going to go with silly B-movie title out of all these, uh, it's Off the Reservation. <laughs> because because it's uh, not only explaining what's happening to the people that they're looking for, but it's also in an, almost like a bats in a belfry sort of way of explaining that town is just a bunch of goofballs mm-hmm. which is which is essentially what it is. Which I, they actually did they actually you dropped the off the reservation phrase in the movie too. They do. And that's I, and, what tripped me out. <laughs> yeah, that when they said it I was like that's kind of what what's happening here. Yeah. Uh and if if I heard that being said in the movie named after it like off the reservation then I would have stood up and clapped and said that's beautiful. That's exactly what this film is. Well, I came up with three All right. names that you're going to shoot down. Exactly. Let's yes. do it. The first one was the Harold's Work Game. <laughs> the what? Harold's Work. I don't know. That was just, that a was, Harold's Work yeah, Gang? Woody Harold. Them, them, they, they names, you know, because his brother was in Hunger Games with him. Um, excuse me. He was oh. in Hunger Games with him. Yeah, they're both in. Yeah. 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 So, so you just were calling it the, the, the Woody Harrelson game? Is that what you were saying? No, Harold Works. Uh-huh. Combine the names together. Oh, the, the, their yeah. actual names instead yeah. of like character names. Yeah, yeah. Know? But judging by how this how that going on now, <laughs> um, duplicity. There is a duplicity out no, there. Duel. Duel plus no. Yes. no, 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 no. And the other one because this this actually did kind of get me nostalgic for westerns because I felt like this is a true western. I mean. I mean, I felt like it was. I mean, hey, I know you don't, but this is what I felt like. I I, I thought this could be called Texas Grit. <laughs> You're naming it after a film that exists. Like you are already punishing this film for not being as good as. They show true. They show true grit in this film, so it's Texas Grit. No, no, it's you don't want to if you're gonna if you're gonna put somebody with a moniker uh-huh. of something stupid. You don't you don't turn it into like an in, in, an Italian film that's trying to be like the Transformer films and they call it Transmorphers or something. Did you know that there's a series of films out there called the Atlantic Rim as opposed to the Pacific Rim films? Yes, I, I did hear about it and I f- forgot. Thank you for reminding me because that's I what did you're turning check it this out. film into, and that the, this film is a little bit better than a off-brand movie that we're doing. Don't compare it to something else, sort of thing. You know, make it make it its own entity while knowing that it's that it still has like a that B movie quality because it is a film which is available on Amazon Prime that is one of those hey it's on Amazon Prime I might as well watch it sort of thing. 
it's not um, – it, somebody was bringing this up. There's uh, uh, one of the YouTube videos I watched recently where they were talking about the Cloverfield par- Paradox. I don't know if you watched that or not. Yeah, I watched it. It is uh, not great, but it's one of those <laughs> things that if you have Netflix, you're like, oh, I'll watch it. And you're like, eh, whatever. I mean, it was fine. I'm not going to get angry about it because I didn't spend any money. I only wasted uh, two hours of my time watching no, this. You thing. did spend money. Oh, you, you, you're not subscribed to uh, Netflix? I am. I, I subscribe to Netflix, but it's not considered like you're spending money. <laughs> yeah. You're just watching something that's available on Netflix. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, I would have never watched this anyway. Yeah. Like if it was in theaters, I wouldn't have watched this. But I'm fine that I watched it here. And you got to watch it right after the Super Bowl, which is nice. And this is kind of like one of those Amazon films. That's basically our uh, direct-to-DVD films that used to exist out there, even though now nobody has really has DVDs. You that's know they the got difference. a Cloverfield movie coming out in October? Yes. It's like, I'm like, I'm, I was trying to figure but out But it's not doing. really a Cloverfield film. You know it's not. Like, what we what Paradox was not a Cloverfield film. It's just a, like, Rod Sterling is now that giant monster. That's all it is. It, the giant monster show. I'm not spoiling nothing, but... No, it doesn't matter. You're not spoiling anything anyway. It showed up at the end. Right. It's not spoiling it because they just wrote it in there (laughs) in an existing story. It's not spoiling anything because all... Like I said, he's just saying, hey, Cloverfield, clink, and then, like, winks at the camera and then the credits roll. That's all it is. There's no spoiling something that they're not building towards. It's like spoiling something and lost. You can't really do it. It happened. It's just something that's along the lines. You know, uh, at one time they were considering several different paths that they were going to go with Lost. There was these little fun little games that the uh, network sponsored and uh, decided what they were going to make certain things. Like, mm-hmm. And they definitely realized they're not going to go in this direction. One was zombies were going to be on that island. <laughs> and the other one, which I think would have been... Uh, adorable and terrifying at the same time. They were going to have a capybaras as being the smoke monster, which is those big rodent things. Except they were going to make this like six or seven feet tall, and <laughs> that was going to be the smoke monster. And both times they're like, "Yeah, we probably shouldn't do it, and we'll go with this other direction." Because they didn't know what they were going to do. They yeah. don't know what they're going to do with this uh, Cloverfield thing. They don't care. They it doesn't matter. Basically, it was supposed to be a one one shot thing and made money. And now they're asking for, right. "Hey, do give us more movies like this." That's why I'm saying you're not spoiling. This whole world that's been created with Cloverfield because there is no world created with Cloverfield. It's okay, whatever they're, they're going to write into whatever, whatever's going on. Anyway, right. I, wanna, I, I, I still want to, after all said and done, and if we gave all your, my wonderful choices, your <laughs> choices that were included as well, I want Off the Reservation as the title just because that's, it's, it, 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 it fits what's going on here. It's stupid, it's uh, B movie quality. And if we could just say, hey, it's a Woody Harrelson film, and just put in big lights, everybody else doesn't matter. I think that'd be cool. That's yeah, just me. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Woody Harrelson is underrated as an actor? It's not that he's underrated. He's just one of those people that you don't think about ha- that has actually lasted a long time and has worked, worked at developing a different character than what he was before. Like, he made a conscious decision early on to switch from comedies or being the butt of a joke to moving to where he is right now. And that's worked for him. And he's never been really the star of any film he's been in. He'll like being the main villain isn't the star. Yeah. He's just a a person that can fit in the background of any movie that you need. And it seems to add credibility, more credibility than you would have expected. So like a John Goodman, like yeah, he's very much like a John Goodman. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Cloverfield's I mean, John Goodman. Yes, that's exactly no, what. I'm he just is. saying that Woody is is one of them guys that I mean first first. Heard about him on Cheers, watching him on Cheers and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
got a good glimpse of him from White Men Can't Jump and Money Tran, which he played the sidekick to Wesley Snipes. But that's not the first films they were together. I know Wildcats. Yes. But, uh... Football. (laughs) But Natural Born Killers, I was like, when I seen him in Natural Born Killers, which I think is probably his lead role... Right, um, right. He was, you know, he, he he took over. I thought he was like really, really good. I, I don't think they underrated him because of Cheers. Like, no, I'm not he saying became, he's underrated. Yeah. I'm just but, saying he's yeah. just. You wouldn't pay twenty million to get him as an actor, but you're like, oh, we got Woody Harrelson. Hey, that, yeah. that that's basically what he is. Yeah, he just pops up in the right stuff. I yeah. guess you know. Ah, we're calling this movie the right stuff. No other film's called the right stuff. Yay! All right, let's move on to the second movie. This is uh, technically not. Steven Spielberg's first movie because it's a TV film, but it eventually got released. What we watched was the 90-minute version. The TV version was 74 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they actually added scenes to this in order to make it a feature-length film to be yeah. able to see it in theaters. So we'll play a bit of the trailer right now if you are unfamiliar with Duel. Some people are. That's fine. Here it is. We're back, everybody. Yeah, I, I, I still don't think it's enough of a space, but okay, but it's you, a, you gave the head. I, I'm, I'm, you're just bursting with uh, <laughs> excitement to say that you're that we're back. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna change it up next time. <laughs> there, um, there's actually like if you go on the list of IMDb when it comes to Steven Spielberg stuff, there's a film that he made ten years previous to this that doesn't exist anymore because it's lost at least one of the reels. And it got turned into uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind anyway. I think it's called Firelight, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. But this was one of two or three made-for-TV films that he made. This is the one that uh, got him on the map to eventually start making feature-length films. The the first feature-length film was also a road film called Sugarland Express. It's got uh, Goldie Hawn in it. And um, uh, the the guy that played the the Dick Dick in uh, Ghostbusters and... Uh, Biodome and all those other movies. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't. William Atherton, I think, is his name. William Atherton, is that it? I don't that know his name. Right. But I know you're talking well, about. But but yeah, it, he was very. Uh, he never really had like his own scripts. He was very uh, good at taking uh, existing material and turning it into something else. He actually read the story in a Playboy and said. I kind of like the story, and, and it was written by a guy who was getting uh, someone was giving him road rage on the day JFK was assassinated. Hmm. <laughs> it's just one of those weird coincidences where it's like, "Hey, man, I don't know what else is going on, but this guy was just tailgating me the entire." Holy shit, the president's dead. <laughs> I guess that's a better story. Fine, yeah. sort of thing. Now you you work a lot in your car, Herman. Yes, uh, what, I drive for a living. Would you say Would you say uh, this is a, a bit excessive on the road rage that happens in this film, or uh, or would you say that this man is justified at what he did? The latter is excessive, but the beginning, where basically uh, you pass somebody up because they're driving slow. And then they get mad and they want to drive in front of you and then immediately slow down. He did. That he, he passed him in a no pass zone, though. He, he passed him in a no pass zone. It doesn't matter. I mean, if somebody passed me in a no pass zone, this, not just me, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. They took the chance of passing me in a no pass zone. So I'm not, I'm not mad they passed me up. And, uh, you know, I let them go. But I've seen people get mad for the stupidest thing that's, that's like, you know, 
like the, the the phantom horn honk honk. Like people get mad, think you're honking at them. But like, no, I'm not honking at you. I just, you know, what 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 angers you more than anything else on the road? What angers me is people who drives in the left lane and go ten miles below the speed limit on okay. the interstate. That angers me. Mine is when when there's traffic and then they start driving on the shoulder in order to pass up the traffic. That, <laughs> that 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 pisses me off to a point where I wish I had the power to immediately bust their tires, mm-hmm. and, and they they had to deal with those their tires. It was funny we um, we had like a, ro- a quick role playing session at work once where where it was like a D and D sort of thing, but we got to pick our own superpowers, and I was like, I want to be Magneto, but with rubber because I want to pop tires like that because that, because that's my whole thing. And then immediately the other guy said, okay, rubber man. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what this is going to turn into. I was yeah. like, I didn't mean to set myself up. I just want to I want to be able to play out my rage of uh-huh. wanting to, to stop uh, be, uh, like cars because they, they pissed me off. And now I'm rubber man. So mm-hmm. that in that great, I just set yeah. my own self up for that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, that's the thing that pisses me off the most. But. Uh, yeah, not to the excess that he did. Uh, for for those that aren't familiar with this film, it's very simple. There's one really main character in this. His name is Mr. Man. He is driving from point A to point B, and in the process of enjoying driving from point A to point B, he passes up a truck. The truck driver does not like this, and then they spend 90 minutes uh, trying to kill each other. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that, yeah. That's essentially what happens. Um uh, there's some great shots on the road. Uh, there's something about the 70s and the 80s when there was no concern about life or, or anyone's safety. In the same way, like watching an Australian uh, uh, film. I don't know if you've ever watched documentaries where they talk about like the stuntmen from Australia in the late 70s and 80s. But uh, there's shots where guy like this, this shot in The Road Warrior where this dude gets run over by a truck. And they kept it because he didn't die, but he, it shattered his leg. <laughs> oh, like, no, that's yeah, they, like it, it's still in the movie, and you're watching. It's like there's no way that could exist the, today because they didn't care. It's it, they just had no. Um, they had wide open spaces, and they had plenty of cars to wreck, and that's kind of what they did. Well, and, yeah, one thing that that, that tripped me about this movie is like the kid scene with the school bus. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that would not happen nowadays. I mean, well, well like a tr- like a car trying to help a, a bus. Yeah, that that and the kids just being outside the bus like that on the side of a highway. Oh yeah, we yeah, have the bus driver's like yeah, whatever, and the kids are like yeah, this don't go this don't go crazy <laughs> to the road. Like I'm like oh man. How about the dude ordering a cheese sandwich? Would you ever order a cheese sandwich from a place that feels like you're wasting your time at a restaurant ordering something as. As simple as a cheese sandwich. Yeah, I mean, not even not even a grilled cheese sandwich, just a regular cheese sandwich. Yeah, it wasn't even cooked. But also what tripped me out about this movie, I mean, was you about to give a summary? Because we just talking about... No, just, I just gave the summary. Oh, okay. We did. Okay. No, what else tripped me about this movie, since I do drive for a living, um, all the truckers who stop by the diner to have a, 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 a glass of beer, um, a pint of beer, and then get back in the truck. Basically, I... It, even though I don't have a CDL, I have a Class D license, mm-hmm. which is one step below a CDL. Um, still, if nowadays the legal law is you can't you can't have a blood alcohol content over zero point zero four. That's legally. But trust, I done been on jobs where if you just blow anything, you done have one taste of liquor in your in your breath of zero point zero one, you're getting fired. Well, the difference is. And, and it has a lot to do with what you see, uh, like, every day on Baton Rouge highways where somebody's, like, 
tipped over their car or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're driving in an area where it's just them. Like, they're in the middle of the highway where there's nothing else going on, getting from point A to point B. Yeah. We're in a more uh, concentrated area. Commercial. Uh, yeah. You have you have a lot more other vehicles to deal with, and uh, the, the freedoms aren't as great. Where, like, if you were doing this in, say, a Dakota... <laughs> or or a Montana. Yeah. You you could just do it like oh you hit a sheep. All right, fine. We might have to do something about that. But you're in a less uh, uh populated area. That mean that makes it easier. Like you could tell even though this was meant to be like outside of California. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Uh it, there was nothing else going on out there. And it it didn't even feel like they were just uh uh stopping traffic to prevent anything else from going on it was long stretches of nothing on that highway yeah and then eventually ran into something and that was it and at, like this 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 movie would have never happened today because it was just one lane you know like going each way seeing you know, like going when they were going from point a to point b more importantly there was no other way to get from point a to point b yeah or you could just like open up your phone and go somewhere else yeah. you wouldn't have to deal with that guy anymore yeah you would have been like turned around uh yeah you know went another way went down another road like you seen them going straight i'm just gonna take this road and go around but uh no the film though uh to say that not that much dialogue because the only dialogue in this film is basically the main character mr main having an inner dialogue talk with itself about what's going on or something right right, but it kept you interested i think that shows spielberg's talent right off the bat i mean like watching this film if you didn't know who spielberg was you're like man this dude got a little talent to keep you mesmerized by this well i can tell you he still needed work because Mm -hmm. it wasn't until he did close encounters and jaws uh and i think jaws might have been before close encounters uh, uh, before he did those films, when he did, uh, like, Sugarland Express is not on that same level mm-hmm. uh, of his best. Same thing with, like, 1941. Like, those are movies that no one, like, eh, he made it, but they're not as good. And um, it, there, are, there are techniques that he uses in there that, uh, that are translated over. But more importantly, and I think this is something that you find out when it comes to your heroes, you, you pretty much... Uh, treat them as like everything's the greatest because all you've seen are the greatest. Like when you think of Spielberg, you think about his big hits. You think of all the yeah. uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark films Jurassic or ET. Yeah, you think about things that he made that everybody loves, and you don't think about the stuff that he made like Hook <laughs> that nobody really appreciates. Whoa, hold on now, I love Hook. No, you don't. No yes, one loves I Hook. I love Hook. Absolutely not. I love Hook. Man. I've tried to put that up as like a spoof night thing. That is not something that has been what? passed. Past uh, the smell test for anybody, whenever I've done it. So. No, y'all should. What? What? Those guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. Y'all should do that. Huh. No. What or, no. It, it, that, I tried Jumanji last night. That, the two films that we brought up for discussion during Roadhouse were Jumanji and Space Jam. And Space Jam got uh, well over Jumanji, so we're doing that. Like when when I asked the audience what what film. So. The audience. Oh lord. Well, that, look, I'm not saying they're perfect. But sometimes they point us in the right direction, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I like the idea that there's probably going to be like easier Space Jam costumes anyway, because all I have to do is buy a tank top and then <laughs> grab a Gatorade uh, uh, container and then write uh, secret juice or whatever that, whatever was written on the side of it. Yeah. Who's going to dress as Lola? It does, well, I, 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 well, you're looking at him right here. <laughs> yeah, all I have to do is just pad the tank top and yeah. I'll be good. So Remember, Lola gets what she wants. Uh, uh, is that what she says? Yeah. I don't want to do this film anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so um, 
that this film is is I, I think it's good, and you can tell why they decided to take a TV movie and release it in theaters because mm-hmm. this actually went the opposite direction from our previous film, where they they put ten million into it and realized, eh, we'll probably just put it on demand. This one, uh, we'll make it a TV movie. And they're like, hey, this TV movie actually took off pretty well. Let's put it in theaters, which you don't see very often when it comes to these things. Yeah, so. well, that was funny because, and what he did, did you know the scenes that he added to make it 90 minutes long? Yeah, it was like the school bus scene, the uh, like him talking to his wife, and um, I think they had added more of the diner stuff. No, the, um, the beginning scene where right. they start off in the, in the garage and they're just driving throughout the city. Yeah. They added like another you know, seven minutes to the film that he didn't really need. Right, right. But, but it, yeah, it, he, he needed to make it 90 minutes because 74 wasn't going to be a good selling point, which is a shame because I, I'll take a 74-minute movie any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> if it's good, I, I don't, I'm not going to be disappointed, but that's, that, that, that's not your target audience these days. People, 80 is the, is, the, is the minimum you could do now. Well, it's funny whenever you go on Amazon because they don't care if they'll list on their search section any film and every film that they all short films, all long, whatever it does matter. Mm-hmm. They'll just release whatever they got on there, and you and, it, and it's included in the search. Like in order to search for movies, you have to raise the runtime up to seventy or eighty minutes, and then lower the runtime to about a hundred and eighty minutes because they'll have like those ten hours of ambient music. That you can also watch on there, so you 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 basically playing with fire on both ends of this. Uh, whenever you look up stuff, so so seventy four minutes, go for it. I that, that that's that's a great move, especially when it comes to like horror films. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, exactly what you want to do for these things. Well, so you consider this a horror thriller suspense? I think it's more thriller, and that it, but it definitely plays it as like you. Uh, was seventy one? They didn't really have much of a uh, a horror uh, film stock of of like the villain coming back for the next movies, which this they, they basically treated because you never got to see the driver. Yeah. There, there's a funny little uh, trivia thing in Duel where they talk about it, where he asked what what's his motivation, and Spielberg said, "You are a low down, dirty <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh-huh. You're like you're the worst, uh, the, the meanest person." He's like, "Son." You hired the right guy, and, and and that's basically how he treated it. Like they're, they're, you never see the guy; you only see his shoes. Yeah, and Some nice shoes. Yeah. If, if we were to rename this movie, which I say we do not. Yeah. If we were to, re- I think Road Rage would would jump right immediately. That's the name I thought about, and there's two movies with the name. But I think Flammable, I think, is even better because that's what they it's the, at the back the of his car, yeah. and that is his attitude the entire time. But I say this film keeps dual because I like the the, the two people that uh, that are like I like that uh, uh, what what you have going on the relationship yeah, between it, these it, two guys. Yeah, this was a dual. Yeah, I, I go with that. But I want to ask you because it watching this movie made me think about two movies. I'm a, the first one, uh, not so much. Just the truck itself was Jeepers Creepers. Uh huh. <laughs> you know. Oh boy. Yeah. But in the second one, such high praise given by Herman. Huh? Yeah. In the second one. Well, since you say the guy wasn't found, good old Rusty Neal, uh, Jawrye. Oh, you were picking films that really aren't great. <laughs> but that's why. That's why I'm let's saying. Put let's put this in the pantheon of really shitty it. horror Rusty films. Nils, maybe this was a pre-code to Jawrye. Maybe Rusty Neal was this guy who jumped out the truck and he just been waiting. He waited uh, twenty five years for somebody to piss him off and he could go and kill him. I refuse to yes and this, Herman. <laughs> this is a horrible theory that you have posted on Reddit. 
and yes. and everybody is voted down. No, they're gonna I'm a, they're gonna say like, hey, Rusty Neal, this is that was Rusty Neal. He was a driver. I'm gonna put that on Reddit. I'm gonna put that on Tumblr. I'm gonna put it on Facebook, and it's gonna take off. You you should we should have waited to the very end of this movie because the Cloverfield monster jumps out of that flammable <laughs> bag, and you're like, holy shit, this is a Cloverfield film the whole time. What? And it's not a Cloverfield monster. It's Woody Harrelson's head. What? He was in this film too. What? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think we got enough for tonight. Uh, do you have anything else you would like to add? Um, anything you you want to like say a special shout out or anything? No, not really. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, even though we mentioned it, not necessarily in the best or worst context. I think if you're out there looking for a movie similar to this, uh, at least the first duel with Woody Harrelson, I think Bone Tomahawk is also available on Amazon. If you're going to watch a western, that is gets, on Prime. It should be on Prime. Okay, I gotta check it out. If you're looking for, you haven't seen Bone Hot Tom, no, it's the same guy that did uh, uh, Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. So, so it, mm, it okay. it's a film that gets it's it's slow, and then when it kicks into into second gear, it really kicks into second gear. And after you watch it, I'm going to tell you this: as you're watching it, you can laugh about this. I watched this with my parents, and I, I almost had to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because okay, because if y'all don't know Robert parents, we don't really talk about them too much. Uh-huh. But I did not believe. Robert told me how basically uh, safe his parents are. Uh, I don't want to use the word vanilla because that sounds like I'm I'm dissing them, but they are very very low key. Yeah, and I did not realize until I actually started. Like I hung around his dad. I went. We ate. We ate at Chili's with his mama. And Robert's not lying. They're they're not into all that that oh, no. extra stuff. Yeah. No, no. They're, they're very low key. They, you know, they they good people, but <laughs> you know, they're not into no high pollutant type of stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. Yeah. They 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 do not condone what I do here yeah. on this podcast or any <laughs> of the movies that I watch. And when I tell them about a movie, they but for some reason they want to know and every time I have to say, eh, you know, like I I have to kind of shrug it off because you weren't going to watch it anyway. I think they can't use spoof night one time, huh? They 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 will come. They did not come last night because it was Roadhouse. It was rated R. It was which is the reason why we didn't get a, a, a big I, – I, I, it's not to say that what we got we don't appreciate because I, I still felt like the people that showed up, they gave 110% mm-hmm. and they were laughing the whole time. But when it comes to rated R films, we don't get as big of a turnout as we yeah. do for everything else. And that's a shame because uh, really with Roadhouse, it, it, it gets so ridiculous near the end. I don't think anybody just knows how ridiculous that film gets without watching it. They just assume from whatever like family guy made fun of it. They're like, oh, it's just a bunch of kicking and punching. No, eventually, uh, for whatever reason, Patrick Swayze kills a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. and gets away with it. No, we so. talk, I don't know. We, we we did it on the pod, on this podcast before. Oh yeah, sure. I, talk, everybody knows that. Yes, but we know. But I don't, we know nobody listened to what we when we watching the film. I don't know who was over here that day, but I know the whole film. We talked about the whole movie about how ridiculous it was and stuff. You know, it's it's just what. What could be done in the '80s that can't be done now, and you you want that experience again, to that that level of ridiculousness, but it just doesn't exist these days. No one's willing to take that level uh, and, and shoot it up to ten as much as you as you wish. Some some people get close. I heard it coming out with uh, Kung Fury. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, it, it, it's getting ridiculous on that list. We have getting Michael <laughs> Fassbender to star in it, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger's the president. It's not to say oh, that be, it won't be. It I'm, won't be. I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's going to be like watching Machete, it, yeah. it, it, where it was a nice, small thing that you saw in Death Proof or the the Grindhouse films, but now it's going to turn into 
uh, hour and 30 minutes, and it really doesn't need to be an hour and 30 minutes. The 30-minute thing that they have online is perfect. Unless it, it actually becomes, like, great, I don't think it'll become great. Like, if, if they just need to be able to, to find that level, and they probably won't. But, but people will go see it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're done talking about this. The first <laughs> duel, you're going to be changed in the name. The second one, you're fine because you're Steven Spielberg. We're not going to do that to you. For another one, there could be only one podcast. My name is Rob Brown. Herman Omega Prime Davis. Good night, everybody. Uh, what have you seen lately? What, what haven't I seen lately, Herman? Because it's all about the movies these days, and I'm out <laughs> at them. Da-da-da. I, I I saw Samson some time ago. There was a uh, offer through MovieTickets.com if I could watch this ahead of time. Yeah, you gave a good review. You gave a good review of it on your MFL. It is it is boring. Uh, it it doesn't really add too much. It's getting not the greatest reviews on there. But uh, even saying it was going to make five million was an overstatement. It made like six hundred thirty thousand. Opening night. There's no way it'll it'll it may it may crack the top ten. I looked on Box Office Mojo because it's the same weekend that Black Panther come out, mm-hmm. and Black Panther has it like in 4,300 theaters. I think Samson, in comparison, is like in 1,200 theaters. It's like it's like doesn't nothing. need all those theaters. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need frills like seating and people to watch it. Come on, man. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Um, I seen Black Panther today. Um. Yeah, you know I'm not I'm not into spoilers. I I, I say I like everybody uh, portrayals. I really love Michael B. Jordan and uh, Andy Serkis portrayals. I just maybe I just love them guys when they play bad guys. Okay, you know, does so. Michael B. Jordan play a bad guy? I mean, like in other in films, I am fully aware going into this he is a bad guy. But yeah. has he been a bad guy in something else? Uh, no, he had been the antihero kind of in, in The Wire, his first uh, television series role. He was like a, a kid drug dealer, but everybody felt that doesn't that count. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, he never played a villain to me um, that I could think of. So you can't say that you love it when they play the villain. I love they good, haven't played the villain. He's a good guy. He's always been a good guy, and I just love when good guys play villains because he doesn't listen to this podcast, Herman. You don't have to like butter <laughs> it up. Come on, but Andy Serkis, he was just—I think he just had fun. You gonna—you gonna see when you watch it tomorrow. <laughs> You'll see. Yeah, he had fun. See. He had fun in this movie. You like it? It'd be great. It's—it's it's yeah. Marvel, man. Yeah, it's one of those puzzle pieces you got to watch anyway if you're watching Marvel. But it's turned into an event movie. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you're like, oh, brother, this is the one that everybody says it's a must-see. I hate, I hate the word when people say important. Like, this is an important movie. There's mm. nothing important about this other than no, it's, it's it, is a, it is a movie series that they're going to make a ton of money off yeah, of. Yeah, it's too... Uh... Trust me, if they thought that, like, if they saw that what Wonder Woman did, they would have totally done a, 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 a Black Widow film years ago. Mm. Because there's all they see is money. It's not like some weird pride thing that they have where it's like, no, it's nothing but dudes. We can't have any any women <laughs> star in our films. No, no. If they see money, they're totally gonna no, pick pick whatever there, they want. There's two end scenes on it, and uh, one you know. That's all you have to say. Okay, two end scenes. Just stick around for the credits. All right, fair enough. All right.